1: Now the answer to Herod's question is really straightforward, because the prophet Micah had given the exact location of the Messiah's birth centuries earlier in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And uh, the biblical scholars knew that this was the birthplace of a very special king. It's interesting that Matthew quotes the Old Testament scripture, but he misses a part, and it's a very important part. This is the part he includes. And
0: we'll find out what that is in just a moment. It is called a teaser as we begin the program, something just to catch your attention and keep you listening. Pastor Leighton Sheely is our teacher today as we present another edition of Study Verse by Verse. And I'm Mike Trout. He's continuing in the book of Matthew and uh, sharing the Christmas story and how appropriate on this Christmas Eve. By the way, there are two Christmas Eve services tonight at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and you can find out all the details on their website at highlands.us.
1: Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, say... Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Now the name given to these wise men is Magi, and we get these insights from Herodotus. He said that they were originally a Median tribe of the empire of the Persians, the Mado persian Empire, as it's known, that they had attempted to overthrow the Persians. The attempt failed, and from that time they became a tribe of priests. Uh, They were teachers and instructors for the Persian kings. They were king makers, and uh, they were known as being men of holiness and wisdom, skilled in philosophy, medicine, the natural sciences, astronomy, astrology, and so forth. We do not know how many magi there were from the gifts listed. Uh, Many have assumed that there were three, three kings from Orient. But uh, ancient church traditions indicate that there was 12 plus a large number of support staff and bodyguards. So their caravan probably numbered over 100, or in the hundreds, which explains why all of Jerusalem was disturbed when they arrived. It says these men came from the east to Jerusalem. Now, that, as I mentioned earlier, is probably around 1,000 miles, and back then they didn't have jets. So uh, they made that journey probably on the back of camels, and it took many, many months from the time of the rising of the star until they, they came, from the birth of a child until they arrived. Now it might seem strange to us that anyone would uh, in that day and age take the time, the money, the effort, and the dangers and everything else to travel a thousand miles in order to find a newborn king. But it is uh, just about this time uh, that uh, in the world there was a strange feeling of expectation for the coming of a very special king. Even the Roman historians note that noted this Suetonius wrote, there has spread over all the Orient an old and established belief that it was fated at that time for men coming from Judea to rule the world. One of the Roman historians, and Tacitus another Roman historians uh, said that there was a firm persuasion that at this very time the East was to grow powerful and rulers coming from Judea were to acquire universal empire. It was a time of expectation for a great king. In fact, Uh, We find that Augustus, the Roman emperor, was hailed as the savior of the world. Now these wise men said that they had seen his star, Jesus' star, and we know from the Old Testament book of of Numbers that uh, Balaam said that he had referred to a star coming out of Jacob. Now how did these wise men know that this star represented the one who was born king of the Jews? that implies something very special about the star. It also implies something very special about these wise men. Verse 3, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. So they traveled from the east into Jerusalem, which was the capital city, which is the place you would expect to find a king. And they started inquiring about, and that troubled King Herod, and for good reason. See, King Herod was not the rightful heir to the throne of David. He didn't come from the proper lineage. True, he descended from Abraham and Isaac, but not Jacob. He rather rather descended from Esau. He was an Edomian, even though he considered himself Jewish by religion. So he didn't reign by lineage. He, He was reigning by appointment from Rome, the Roman invaders, and so he was considered a usurper or a fake king. And and if this baby really was the rightful heir to the throne, then he knew that he could face an uprising of people wanting to make him go away and the baby take his place. He was a cruel and crafty man who permitted no one, even his own family, to interfere with his rule. If he suspected a rival to his power, that person was promptly eliminated. He even murdered his own wife, Miriam, and her mother, Alexandra, his eldest eldest son, Antipater, two other sons, Alexander and Aristobulus. They were all assassinated by him. Augustus, the Roman emperor, said that it was safer to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. Now, he was so cruel that when he was about 70 years old, his health was failing, he knew that he would soon die. He retired to Jericho. And he gave orders that the distinguished citizens, some of the distinguished citizens of Jerusalem, should be arrested on false charges and imprisoned and ordered that the moment he died, they were to also be put to death. And he said that he was well aware that no one would mourn his death, but he wanted tears to flow when he died. And that's uh, his solution. He was ruthless and mentally unstable. And now he was informed that there was a legitimate heir to the throne. So you, you can see why Herod was troubled. And you can see why all Jerusalem was troubled with him. Verse 4, "...and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." So Herod needed some advice from some excerpts, and he called together the chief priests and scribes or teachers of the law. The chief priests were probably Sadducees and the teachers of the law probably Pharisees. The groups did not get along. They had theological differences, but they did get along when they conspired together to put Jesus to death. And so among these Herod hoped to find someone who could explain where the Christ was to be born. Notice that the wise men came, in, came asking, where is he who, uh, where, born King of the Jews? Herod asked where Christ was to be born. So someone connected the dots. Now the answer to Herod's question was really straightforward because the prophet Micah had given the exact location of the Messiah's birth centuries earlier in Micah chapter 5 verse 2. And uh, the biblical scholars knew that this was the birthplace of a very special king. It's interesting that Matthew quotes the uh, uh, Old Testament scripture, but he misses a part, and it's a very important part. This is the part he includes. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me, one who is to be ruler in Israel. But the part that he's missing, Matthew misses from the Old Testament quotation is, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. So Micah the prophet is saying, in the future, a ruler is going to come from you who is from ancient of days. He's not describing a mere human ruler. Christ did not come into existence when he was conceived or when he was born. He was already the ancient of days. As the apostle John describes, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Verse 7, then Herod summoned the wise men secretly And ascertained from them the time that the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and research diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. So Herod realized he had a problem, and his devious mind was making a scheme. And he he called the wise men back and and he asked them what time they had seen the star. He wanted to know how old this child was. And from later when he puts to death those that are two years and younger, we know that Jesus would have probably been two years and younger. He might have been one year old and and Herod just added some insurance to make sure that uh, his uh, goals had been met. So Herod sent the wise men to the village of Bethlehem to make a careful search for the child and he instructed them to return to Jerusalem. And the explanation that he gave is so that I can come and worship him too. But we know that that was not really his intention. His intention was not to worship the one born king of the Jews, but rather to put that little child to death. Now Herod here is obvious, he's confident, he's deceived the Magi because he doesn't send an escort with them to Bethlehem. He has no reason to doubt that they're not going to do what he's commanded them to do. Verse 9, after listening to the king, they went on their way and behold the star that they had seen when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Now we don't know what brilliant star these ancient magi saw, and there have been many suggestions over the years made by various scholars. In 11 BC, Halley's Comet was shooting across the sky. But by that time, Halley's Comet was old news to the ancients. They'd already knew what it was all about, and some have linked it to uh, a supernova, that the Chinese and Korean astronomers recorded in March and April of 5 B.C. Others have suggested it was an alignment of Saturn and Jupiter around 6 B.C. And then there was also another astronomical phenomenon in around 5 B.C., and that is that the star Missouri rose at sunrise and shone with extraordinary brilliance. The significance is the name Missouri means the birth of a prince, And so it's quite possible that that uh, phenomenon triggered the astronomers to know that something had happened, a great king had happened. So we don't don't know what the Magi saw, but it was their profession to watch the heavens, and there was something that happened to trigger them to make a long journey to find this one who was born king of the Jews. This star is unusual indeed. Matthew doesn't tell us what it looked like, or how it moved, or how it was that the wise men found the very house uh, where Jesus was. But we do know that this star was exceptional. And, uh, and you can illustrate this for yourself uh, by going home tonight after dark, looking up into the sky and figuring out which star your house is under. And uh, the darker the sky, the more stars are going to come through. They're up there by the billions. And so, you know, you might say that, well, my house is right under star J 1302-6350 or something like that. And uh, somehow this star stopped over and pointed directly at the house where the child was. And there really is no adequate explanation of a celestial phenomenon that can answer what is described in verse 9. And we'll pick
0: up right there and conclude this message on Christmas Day at this same time. I do hope you can join us. There are two Christmas Eve services tonight, and you can still join us. The details are on the website Highlands.us. We'd love to see you. That's Highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day, and come back tomorrow as we celebrate Christmas and open the Word of God to study verse by verse.